me meet the real me and my miss smith's way of life a dark black past is my most valued possession <laughs> and welcome ladies and gentlemen to this rendition of Thunderdome Metal Reviews, the horrible remixed and remastered version accompanied with my vocals. It's a shit show. And with me as always is the legendary David Pizzo and Ben Lindsay. How are y'all doing today, gentlemen? Smiles, black tooth grid. I'm good. I'm ready to talk about me some mega death. I'm good. I've Pride. raised it high, yet have so far to fall. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are... If you haven't caught, we are looking at the Once the Time Billboard number two album mm. in Countdown to Extinction. The that's, album that's, that that's drove kind of Dave Sorry. Mustaine to go fucking batshit for a couple of albums. <laughs> and I, I think you're overstating that because he was a batshit before. He was. Well, this made it go even worse to the point that he released Risk and hope of getting a number one. Like that was its sole purpose. I, I agree with that, but I, as we're going to get into, I have. I have a more complicated understanding of what happened here. Yeah, me too. Involving maybe things like not as much cocaine. And there, there, are, there are layers to what happened here, but I agree with you. By the time of risk, he was chasing the dragon. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was very familiar with that, depending on which album we're talking about. Yeah. But, but yeah. yes, this is Countdown to Extinction. It was released on July 14th of 1992 has a runtime of 47 minutes and 28 seconds. The lineup is the classic, quote unquote, uh, lineup for Metallica, or Metallica, Jesus Christ, I did it. Oh, Megadeth. man. I know, Dave's take a shot. He is, Dave is going to fucking so kill yeah, I'm going to take the shot, and we're going to yeah. shit beat out of us. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're very professional here at Thunder. We are. We are super duper professional. Uh, Dave Mustaine <laughs> on guitars and vocals, <laughs> songwriting and lyrics. Marty Friedman on guitars and backing vocals. And he actually did get some songwriting credits. Um, Dave Ellison on bass and backing vocals. And we'll speak to the Dave Ellison thing shortly. He also got some writing credits on this one. And Nick Menza, who unfortunately passed away back in 2016 on drums and backing vocals and some songwriting. So for those of you paying attention at home, this is one of the few albums in Megadeth's history to this point in which everybody in the band actually gets a writing credit. And just uh, for sake of completion, this is their fifth studio album. And it's the third one with that particular lineup. Um, no, it is not. They weren't on in P-Cells. But they were, no, they weren't. And there is an album in between um, sells and rest in peace so far so good so, so far so good so what but that's this lineup right or no uh rest in peace no no so far. rest in peace is listen i sound talking like idiots i don't remember the lineup on so far so good so what i had that album i listened to it some, it is but not this this line I, I didn't think so yeah i thought uh, nick the hair is either on guitar or drums. i'm not <laughs> so sure so this is this is the second line of album with this lineup i was thinking the third one this lineup that we did that's because we did these out of order. That's out of order, weird. totally. Um, I listened to the shit out of this album. Man, I bought it that summer. I think the week it came out. This is one of the first albums along with like 
you know, divine intervention that I was actively waiting for because I was already into the band, you know, all the other yeah. ones I was getting on late. And so, man, I was playing a bunch of freaking Magic the Gathering and playing Warhammer and just spinning this thing over and over and over. The videos were on all the time. Uh, it was, as I'm sure we're going to talk about in a moment, a weird time in metal. Like it was in transition and, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it was cool listening to it again. Uh, I also know, which I feel like this is underplayed in some of the stuff I read about it now, but my understanding was this was also the first album where he was mostly sober. It was, according to him, it was the first album that he was completely sober, not even using cigarettes. Although on yeah. the tour, he did have to go into rehab because he got addicted to Percocet or some shit. I don't oh, know, I'm probably misstating yeah. what the drug was, but he did get addicted to something on the tour. Shit, dude. Yeah, yeah I know he, part of the anality and just the desire to get it right. Like, I think he was always a bit OCD, but it went, you can hear it in the production on this album. It's almost too good. Um, he just went crazy in terms of like, there are times where they would re-record like one run 40 times. Yes. Um, Marty Friedman has stated that Max Norman was the other producer. Dave Mustaine is said as a producer as well, that all three of them are perfectionists and that when they were in the studio that they would obsess over a guitar part, and I'm sure it was all parts, for insane amounts of time. Um, this was partially recorded during the LA riots in 92. Yeah. And uh, Mustaine has said that that was really difficult because there was a curfew, so they weren't able to spend as much time in the studio as he would have liked. But to the point of the production and the perfection, they would attach tuners to the guitar. And when they were doing solos, when they were bending notes on the solo, they would bend until they reached the perfect pitch for the note that they were trying to achieve. So instead of being a little flat or a little sharp, which most people, when they're recording solos, do not do that. I don't think I need to state that. But this is a product of one of the first times, at least for this band, that they really had access, actually probably any band, to a truly digital recording. Because there's no way in the era of tape reel-to-reel that you were going to fucking do that because it would just waste so much material. Exactly. Yeah, this is, I think, one of the first digital albums. And it shows. I mean, they really maximized it. It's, to this day, some of the cleanest most spacious production you could possibly imagine i almost like the production on euthanasia better because it's a little grittier like i think this is almost over polished if that makes sense but i'm not going to fault them for it i mean it's a gorgeous sounding record i agree with most of that in that and i haven't listened to the euthanasia in so long to remember if i liked it better i did like the sound on rest in peace a lot better um far as like sounding dirty and everything being closer to like i hate to use the term but organic as opposed to completely digitized and over obsessed about but this so not a cyborg is that what you're saying (laughs) sorry i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't you said organic i'm sorry you're you're not a cyborg go on i'm sorry not a cyborg (laughs) call him psychotron but um with that said this doesn't sound sterile like it doesn't sound like it was created in a lab which when you when you hear that it sounds like it might be all the the playing is incredibly crisp and sharp razor sharp but it isn't sterile there's still uh carries emotion and mm-hmm. and if you didn't know that they obsessed that much you would just think that this was a really well-produced album in my opinion yeah, I'll agree with Ben on that one because it's oh god, 
I think this might have been the first Megadeth album I bought. I can't, it's either this or Euthanasia. I think we're one of the first two I bought. And this, the other one should follow shortly soon afterwards. But this is such a crisp and clean sounding rec- record. I, and looking at it and compared to like the other major album, I think that the one that they were chasing, trying to hit number one, like Metallica did, mm-hmm. I definitely prefer this one over the Black album. Me too. And they, and it's just, if you line them up side by side, I almost always prefer the Megadeth album that was released in conjunction or nearest to the uh, Metallica album. But, and just to be clear, um, something Tracy said earlier, this is the third Megadeth album we've done. This is only the second one with the classic lineup. It's the fourth one we've done. Is it the fourth one? What was the other one we did? We did NP Cells, but who's buying? Yeah, we, yeah. you guys did P Cells. I was all with you for yeah, Euthanasia. We did and you were with us for Rust and Peace as well. Yeah. I forgot that we did Euthanasia. Yeah, we did yeah. it. We, I even looking literally right now with that the was, grades you gave it. I'll be damned. That was so before I don't David remember doing that at all. That was before I mean, yeah, David was a permanent member. That's when we, when you were saying, like, I've listened to it so long, I was like, Well, we did we did review it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I and what it is that we did that recording. <laughs> right at the time the pandemic hit and, and you, you you are uh forgiven if you forgot what happened for i mean that was like 20 years ago in, in regular people time <laughs> yeah no doubt know, on pandemic time we, um, we were just doing what we could to survive at that time <laughs> but anyway we just did it right at the beginning that was over a year ago and this is the 100th single album that we've reviewed this year not counting our blasts or grab bags or anything else so that was a lot of albums ago <laughs> Oh shit! I guess we haven't done that much. Has, we? We've been, yeah. We said this is since we did oh paranoid, number one hundred. Because remember, we we purposely hit in Rust and Peace to do the one hundred album. Yep. As well, so we could get that one hundred then, so we could do one hundred for when we did the Black Sabbath second album. Exactly. So this is officially our two hundredth album in episode release. Yeah, in episode releases, yes. Not counting special uh, episodes or, or grab bags or anything. No, I, I think we included the special grab bags and stuff in that first hundred. And maybe in the first hundred, but we haven't in this year. I yeah. think we should argue about it for a long time. For a and super long that's, time. That's, 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 why the fans are here. That's, that's why the fans are here, is for this bullshit. <laughs> the, the pedantic bullshit where we start art, like starting about the metadata of our own, own recording. And this is exactly why Tracy needs to go to law school. So Exactly. <laughs> if you two want to fund me, fine. I'm sure you can find somebody to fund you. Yeah, not somebody, ri- somebody richer than me. And I'm like, <laughs> you did not pick the best benefactor. You did not. You did not. Two historians, like what? Yeah, one of whom is still in grad school. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good call. Oh, I know. But anyways, back to uh, countdown to extinction. CTE in the biz. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it, it is better. Been... Sorry, go ahead. Say what I was going to say no. It's just been so fucking long since this album start to finish. It's been since mid 2000s maybe 2010 since i've heard this album start to finish before or since then uh i heard it more recently because i always cheat and so when we were listening to euthanasia i was like i remember listening to this countdown so i i, I, <laughs> I and, and, and a lot of these songs are on my playlist I, I really still like this album a lot i know i i think i have a very different perspective on a lot of that selling out shit because obviously at that moment you know once the nirvana cluster bomb hit and everybody was scrambling 
you know, Sepultura basically went groove, and I definitely approve that message. That direction was spectacular. Uh, Anthrax went sort of grunge in its own way. You guys did Sound of White Noise, didn't you? I really dig that record. Yeah. Um, Megadeth or like Metallica, we know what they did. I mean, they went, they made the Black Album, which is not a bad album. Uh, I think this is a better album, but I don't, on a certain level, like I, I understand that selling out is a thing. I believe in that, but what is the amount of trends I've seen come and go? Like I've seen death metal rise, fall, rise and fall, rap metal come, go, return. Like, I don't know. I, maybe I'm more jaded about these things now, but I understand they felt the need to experiment. The eighties looked very uncool by 1992, like on a whole bunch of levels, the fashion, the hair, the, you know, um, it was so 80s they didn't really change a lot of that in the same way that metallic would do so i know some people will say that because this does sound different than rust in peace i mean it it's does. no it, but it's closer to their classic sound than what the black album was to i agree with that um metallica's classic sound if I was going to lay the accusation of selling out on Megadeth, and I probably did, it would be risk. It wouldn't even be euthanasia. Oh, um, yeah, I don't think so. I like euthanasia, too. We yeah. all did it. We gave it decent yeah. grades. No, I think risk is the disaster. It is the disaster. Is but it a- I, I think there were some songs on it I liked. But it's there like- were some songs on risk that are worth a damn, but it's still, like, comparatively, like, if you just do a one-to-one comparison, it's oh sure. It's the album where, like, the train left the station, and, and that's when Megadeth also realized the train left the station on as well. Yeah, I, I need to get into the post-risk stuff. As I told you, I got off the ride at that point. I didn't even <laughs> buy that album. I listened to it in the store. And I was like, this is dumb. I've contemplated putting a blast at the post-risk stuff because there's I'd, quite a I'd be couple good that. ones in there. Oh, yeah. I want to I talk about that later Maiden shit. Totally. Yeah. At some point. Anyway, we're already coming up with new episodes. <laughs> um, but this album, did he sell out? I don't know. I mean, I think he was chasing that a little bit, but every everyone was. I mean, you can't tell me... I mean, unless he were fucking Morbid Angel. But even they, I think, chase it, as Buck would remind me. Buck would tell, <laughs> no, right? Buck would say, domination, asshole, and, like, stab yeah. me a bunch of times. I don't know. No, Buck's not actually violent. The point is, everybody at some point chases it a little bit. I mean, and I don't I don't think I fault people for wanting to sell albums if the shit is good. R- Roots is amazing, right? I think, sound, you know, Sound of White Noise is fantastic. I think this yeah. album is very good and has aged better, uh, a lot better than a lot of other stuff well to to me other than they like obsessing to the point of perfection on the production the only thing that this is really that different in is the melody they i mean dave is actually singing on this instead of just screaming um but a lot of it is just the injection of melody into the songwriting and the fact that he let other people contribute more than he normally did Yeah, I'm. I mean, the the step from Rust in Peace to this is also kind of illogical because I mean, coming from Megadeth, like how could they possibly go, in a sense, if they were to remain true to their thrash roots? How can you go faster than now? You can. How can you go like? There's not much what you can do other than all right. We have to work in a different field, really, because I mean, they'd hit that. They'd pretty much tap ran that well dry on the thrash side that well, they had to supplicate with something with all due respect to the slayer albums which i love rust in peace is the perfect thrash album i agree with that 
So I like you, Slayer more, but I agree with you. If you were going to pick one album to demonstrate thrash, it'd be that one. Yeah, as a as a band and overall body of work, I definitely like Slayer more. But for that one encapsulated moment of thrash, and you know, there might be like Creator fans or Testament fans or some of that second tier non Big Four. Uh, yeah. There might even be people who like super love either Ride the Lightning or Master of um, Puppets. Yeah, Master of Puppets who would disagree with me. But for me, that is the the peak of thrash in that album what? so and i think the band was smart to realize that hey man we can't we can't do that again again you can only go so fast yeah and you said master puppets and hell master puppets they're already incorporating more melodic slower sounding songs slower songs in their songwriting at that point in time yeah metallica was never as fast as megadeth they weren't yeah. and i believe the dramatic reduction of the amount of cocaine <laughs> that's probably also fair i'm gonna keep bringing it back to that i'm not trying to pathologize it but no for real y'all like he just was trying to live a different life and he, yeah i wish i had that interview pulled up but he at, at one point broke down what he was addicted to on each album and it was a different thing for each album it's like oh well on this one i was addicted to heroin and on this one cocaine and on this one sure. and alcohol um so yeah long strange trip um, the playing on here, of course, when you obsess that much over production is fantastic. The production is great. You can hear everything. It's all very clear. I really love, and not to keep re referencing it, actually, I'm going to go the other way. In referencing it to like a Slayer album, which I also love, the bass work on it is so much better. A, because Ellison's only providing backing vocals and he's playing stuff that is much more complex than Tom. That is by design. And you can actually hear it on the album and it sounds really, really good. And I guess here is as good a place as any to talk about this. As much as I love Ellison's playing, um, and there is still some ambiguity as to whether or not he was actually grooming somebody or if this is some revenge porn kind of shit. He got kicked out of the band. They have decided not to use his bass tracks on their current album that is in production. And in short, I will revise this if he is proven to be innocent, but I don't think he will be. Fuck him. Ugh, yeah, I was. I read about it and it's been two weeks ago. Shit, dude. Yeah, we don't know the details yet. I've obviously heard his counterclaim. Yeah. I assume, you know, innocent until proven guilty in a court sure. of law, but it's a mess. Yeah, yeah. It was bad judgment in the very least. Um, so, and the, the reason that I'm kind of, that I came out and said, fuck him on it, oh, yeah, I, it. I figure that the dudes, the other guys in the band who've known him for a super long, you know. May have seen or heard other stuff as well. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, for them to react as strongly as they did, that's uh, something that's else. Fair. I mean, the, the capitalist in me might say that that is just, Mustaine being like, oh, I can get rid of this this guy who I have to pay more, even though he doesn't get the same credits that he used to before he quit the band the first time. And since he's rejoining Omega, there has been a tiff between him, a tiff between him and Mustaine as well about his like writing credits and paying on like the royalties on previous albums prior to him leaving originally. So I mean well, he should have been grooming underage people then. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that being the case, take a lesson from Fear Factory. If you're going to kill each other in court, you need your, <laughs> you need your shit in a row. Am I wrong, Ben? Like, uh, if not at all. You're going against Dino in court. You 
you better have your shit in order yeah 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 um, yeah i don't i don't know the particulars i i was struck at the speed with which they ejected him mm. and pondered i'm like is this because this is dave's chance to like just push him off the train or they know something and we don't know yet yeah I'm, I'm, yeah I, and i don't either and i don't want to belabor the point because it detracts from the us discussing this stellar album but but i we gotta it's like manson I, you know i oh, no, totally, don't listen yeah. to that shit anymore well, now, manson's and, much worse i think than this i mean he's like yes. torturing people but that is also one of the reasons that i wanted to bring it up because other bands we have just decided we weren't going to do reviews correct and megadeth is not in that even though ellison is integral to it especially at this point but the band took definitive action and if it was Dave Mustaine, we might feel different about it but it's uh, i think that too i thought that i was yeah. like what would be the deal breaker for me and that would be that yeah and honestly the albums we would be doing would be the later ones in which he doesn't have as much a role in them i know on two of them he's not even fucking on yeah yeah he's he was out of band band for a while he's not even on so i mean we we've kind of passed that heel of like is this a question we need to have a discussion about but i mean definitely the definitive action of the band itself is enough to like well it'd be different if he was carrying on the band's name if it's Ellison, I was like, well, it's my band. It's my name that I'm going to use. Well, I mean, deal. you know, the the other band who, uh, the guy who did bad behavior that we banned them for, he was essentially the band because he carried throughout the entire thing, mm -hmm. was the primary songwriter. So that is uh -huh. very contemporary to Mustaine's position in the band. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, I think it's good to have these conversations. I, mean, I do too. I, yeah. don't, I neither... Like a lot of this idea of a reflexive cancel culture is complete fucking bullshit. Most of it's yes. just consequences. People exactly. finally being held accountable. But that being said, I want to make sure there's a mechanism and we think about it and don't just respond reflexively. I don't know. Yep. That's just my two cents. Same. On how the sausage gets made here at Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Yeah, we always try to let you um, in as much as we can. Yeah. Um, do we have any more maybe general things to say about this album? I know we could probably talk about it all day. Uh before we get into no, it I, it was really in general i think it was, it was great to kind of come back into this as well because mm -hmm. i mean we kind of do these albums that we have done previously in life that's been with us for a long time but i mean there i think there are a few and far between like a, every like once a month like well here's this one that's been with tracy for 12 years well here's this one that's been with david since he came out of the womb exactly. holding it with a swan song by uh, <laughs> cat carcass 102 <laughs> yeah but Market i mean zero <laughs> but yeah yeah no this one i guess it's all of us yeah when when did you get into this album tracy you haven't actually well, said a lot about that so i'm trying let me see because you were obviously, so obviously whittle I, I was four when this album came out <laughs> you weren't listening to this my hazel will be able to say shit like that by <laughs> yes, the way yeah <laughs> oh i know this album i was five when i first heard it <laughs> I heard this in the womb. What are you talking about? Exactly. Doing Thunderdome 2060. And, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the future. So you, so I guess, when did you jump on the ride? Like mid-2000s or something? Uh, so I'm trying to remember. Because I think I bought the first album for Megadeth my, when I was 13. So 2000, 2001. Roughly around in that area is when I got their first album and like i said earlier i can't remember it was countdown to extinction or euthanasia but it's one of those two albums i believe that i bought first and and i've really enjoyed this album since i've got it 
just got it and it was just all these memories back of like in high school playing like video games for me the uh what i did this album brought memories back of the original xbox mm-hmm. on nfl 2k i was playing that but on the original xbox you could rip cds onto and play the music in the background of video games oh shit. and so and I'm so i've do done and so i did that with this album on and for nfl when i played nfl 2k for like about two months straight there when you just make like your team of creative of creative uh football players and they were all like 999 in the stats and just overpowered as fuck but i'd sit there and just i spent probably a good couple of weeks and then also it was like burnout uh, need for speed a couple of like racing games i played with this album as well and so like this album was the background sound to me like in my teenage years of uh a lot of video gaming. Yeah, this was for me the jam album. This was the album of '92 that summer. Between how much the video was on and how much we and my friends were listening to it, uh, you know, playing Warhammer 40k or whatever we were doing. Um, so it's this age- sounds, Sorry, go it, ahead. Oh no, I was. But this, I was just saying, this album's been before a long fucking time. Yeah, it has. I think it's aged pretty well. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it's aged extremely well, and I'd say even though those three album, that three album arc, the uh, recipe mm-hmm. to this and euthanasia, they all have aged extremely well. And when you said something about Black Album, and you're like, it's a good album. It's like it's it's got a lot of singles. It's not a great album overall, but it's got a lot of good. Like it's an album of singles. We need to review that soon because it's the 30th anniversary um, of year of it being released, the Black Album. So this was not the album of the summer of 92 for me. Um, that was the chronic, but That's fair. Uh, that is another conversation. But man, this was a good year because this came out, Psalm 69 came out, um, Vulgar Display of Power came out, fucking strong year from there. I mean, that's uh, you were describing the things I was listening to in the summer of 1992. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I listened to it, but when, because that was a big summer of cruising because that one of my friends got their license that year. So, sure. Fine, yeah. um, like, as we were driving around, we would like, it, we did listen to this, but man, it was oh, chronic, was in heavy rotation. Um, one thing that I love about this album is that the writing of the songs balances incredibly personal issues and larger global scope or just American political scene scope issues. And I love that balance. It's not something you find. Usually it's either a lot of really personal shit or a lot of big picture shit. It usually doesn't find that balance. And this album does it incredibly well. It does. It it is absolutely to me, especially hearing it now, like a quintessential end of the Cold War album, right? It very much has those vibes about the world orders crumbled. I mean, there's literally two, like two or three songs on here about it, and uh, you know, a new, uh, just a new power structure coming into being, and break new ground on a new frontier. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing about Jesus about extinction, that stuff has gotten so much worse. I know we're getting slightly into tracks here, but the title track, if anything, is much worse now, much worse than it was then, and just the sort of awareness of the Anthropocene. And that track disturbed me then. Hearing it now, I'm like, oh, god damn it yeah like i mean i think there's only actually almost not a single issue on this album that isn't more relevant or worse now yeah that's probably true um also strong move of them by putting the title track as the opener for the second side of the album indeed 
So, yeah, but I mean, it's easy to do when every and I'm just going to jump into songs when every song you have on album is fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's, laughs> so it's it's true. easy when you're it's easy to do when you don't have a bad song on here. Like, well, I want to go first. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. I actually want to do something that we haven't done except for like Rammstein, and it's I don't want to play the game of what this song is about, but I just want to talk very briefly about what each song is about. Well, that's, I'm happy to do that. So good. Uh, yeah. So. Please inform me with my uh, post-80s life that I never had to deal with the bullshit you had to and coming down off of that, oh my God, the Soviets are going to kill us high that America had. It was a weird time, dude. It was. It, was. it, 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 it felt smooth going down. It was like corn syrup. Like yeah. at the time, we were pretty triumphant and euphoric, but you know, it was like the prize fighter who had the brain damage. Instead of dropping the ring, we just dropped lighter. Yeah. Right, right. Like Gen X ride die or... Mm -hmm. which is a whole another conversation when did you first start taking care of kids younger than you when did you first start being alone when did you cook for yourself exactly. anyway exactly. um skin of my teeth so there with this great opener um about suicide and mental illness a recurring theme on here symphony sea of uh, symphony of destruction if i could talk i'd be dangerous which is about that whole crumbling of political order especially the cold war Architecture of Aggression, which is about Saddam Hussein and loosely the first Iraq war, also possibly the uh, Iran-Iraq war, which in 92 was incredibly relevant. Uh, foreclosure of a Dream, which is about Reaganomics and how that fucked the farming industry. It's actually Ellison's family had lost their farm in Minnesota. So again, that incredibly personal sweating bullets again. Um, a song about mental illness. This was my life. Same thing. Countdown to extinction. We already talked about that. High speed dirt, which has some allegories to suicide in it, which is really just about skydiving and high risk behavior. Um, Psychotron, which kind That's, of sticks out. <laughs> it's the silliest one on here. It's it the is only super one. I'm silly. like, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's almost <laughs> like a, an homage to Anthrax because yeah. this because this is a song about a comic book character deathlock a marvel character and i think the part bionic and organic not a cyborg thing comes from the fact that it's a very universal soldier and that it's a dead body that is brought back to life so anyway i guess that's being really okay all right that makes more sense because slightly but also this is a, that one has to throw back dave vocal performance because that sounds more like his vocals on the previous albums because he's not really singing he's just kind of growling through it um captive honor i skipped a song in there somewhere because i did not talk about um i don't think you, you talk about countdown to extinction you i, just I said just, that we'd already done it yeah we had this was my life I mentioned that. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so then Captive Honor, which is perhaps the one that has aged the least well. But man, I love the first minute of that song. And then, go oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think it is maybe not aged too well, but it's still so good. Like the riff no, is really good. Like once it gets going, that song is, anyway, sorry. It's just that one little snippet of dialogue that's like, mm. it's, a, it's a lot, dude. Well, and also his man pussy was so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, just a couple, but I, I still, I agree with David. I still love that. 
and then the closer ashes and mouth which is the most thrashy i feel like in some ways that's the closest you get to rust in peace too the reckoning Mm -hmm. and then mine had the demo tracks and crown of worms but i feel like that was also on that rarities thing he put out between this and euthanasia uh uh, i had like the super mario song and the last section hero songs i'm drawing up like what it was called yeah i think that was the cryptic writings of megadeth Uh, yeah i think that yeah uh yeah maybe that was on there i don't know i don't remember i because i didn't have the that was kind of before special i think that was like the japanese release or some shit i don't know i didn't have that i just had the and i actually went back and listened to the 92 version instead of the remaster uh for this which had all the extra tracks yeah i'm not i I mixed feelings oh sorry go ahead Oh, I just, I just put up what Spotify on there and stopped it. I did Crown of Worms for some reason. I thought that was on the original release. It wasn't. It's a it's okay song. I I am not entirely pleased with the remasters. By the way, the remaster of Rest in Peace pisses me off more. I feel like the vocal they kind of fucked up the vocals on mm. um, Take No Prisoners. So I'm not actually entire like I did the same thing. I listened when I was walking around. I was listening to the remaster, but then when I was here, I was listening to my ripped original copy of it. And yeah. Um. I don't know if this album needed more mastering. That's about to say, what? like <laughs> the mastering. Why did you, why? Like it, what more can you do? And the answer is fuck it up a little bit. And one of the tracks even starts a little differently. Um, maybe this, this was my life. Let's well, watch them. There's like a little riff the original anyway. Um, it sounds like we like most of these tracks. Tracy, do you want to emphasize any in particular? For me, the most, uh, the songs that bring up probably, I guess say the most, like, is flashbacks. Well, it's Diffity Distraction of Fucking Course, Foreclosure of a Dream, Architecture of Direction, Countdown to Extinction, Captain Honor, and Sweating Bullets. If I was like, well, these five are the most, here's the Pantheon, then that'd be them. What about you, Ben? I kind of like them all. Yeah, I, I mean, if like you, them all. I mean, we kind of like them all. But if you had to like, which ones like give you the most memory? Oh man, pick um, a favorite child, Ben. Pick a favorite child. Okay, so I would honestly say that um, it depends. When if I go back to '92, probably the ones that I listened to the most were "Skin of My Teeth," "Symphony of Destruction," "Sweating Bullets." and the title track um since then i would say that this was my life is one of my favorite ones you know so i would add that to the rotation and psychotron um high speed dirt i really love the riffs on i even though and also i i really do love the, the way that that track ends with dude hitting the ground but yeah i spent a lot of time with skin on my teeth i just think that that is a great fucking opener what about you david so i would say i mean i also like them all but i really love that run of skin of my teeth through symphony architecture and foreclosure of a dream like that run of four tracks is so good sweating bolts is fine this is my life is fine but i really love that first run and then um i have to say now when what really struck me is how much more i liked ashes in your mouth i never disliked it but um i think i was more into it as my 2021 self than back then but I, I, you know, they're all good. It's a good album. It is a fantastic album. Yeah. 
let's check those grades then, fellas, and see how fantastic it is to us. Yep. I'll go I, first. Dude, I looked at what we gave Megadeth and the other ones. I'm curious to see where this where how this shakes out. Yeah, A you plus. Go first. A plus. I'm gonna give it a 98. I don't know where I gave the other ones, but I'm gonna give it a 98. And we'll check and see what I gave. You gave Rest in Peace an A plus and Euthanasia a B plus, I believe. Or no, no. I think you gave that one an A plus as well. I gave Euthanasia A plus, uh, Rust in Peace A plus, in which we all gave that 100. So there's the bar. Um, Peace Sales, I gave the B plus. Yeah. So, but I'm giving this one an A plus as well. I will also give this an A plus, I think, and I would give it 100. I think it is as as good as Rust in Peace if we look at it just purely musically, even though I like Rust in Peace better um, personally. But the, as much as Rust in Peace was the pinnacle of what a thrash album could be, this album is perfectly played. You can't say that it's not. You might not like some of the stuff, but man, they, they got the receipts from like, we, we spent hours and hours making sure that we hit the note exactly when we were bending in our solos or making sure that we were hitting the, the, the strings at a certain rate and all this other stuff. I mean, unless you're just going to completely uh, robot or what is the term? Animatronic. We mm-hmm. play something. This is as close to perfection as you're going to get with humans with the technology available at the time. But if you had a cyborg, maybe, uh, maybe, or the show, not a cyborg, part, not a cyborg, and or but not a cyborg. So the show is Pizza Bears, in other words, playing (laughs) playing this album. Uh, I I love that if somebody could hack into an old show thing and play this album. (laughs) I mean, I've seen them perform like Usher, I know it can be done. And I used to play Slayer on my sister's Teddy Rocksman. Anyway, that dated me. Uh, I'm going to come in the tiniest hair below you two, but not by much. I'm going to give it uh, a 97, like the lowest A minus, or excuse me, the lowest A plus, uh, because I do like Rest in Peace a little more, and I feel it's almost overproduced. As I said, I do miss just the tiniest bit, the grittiness uh, that you get on the album before and after it, though I am rating this album higher than I rated Euthanasia, because I think it has more more good songs. Anyway, for me, it's also an A plus, just a tiny bit lower. But Since you've got it pulled up, what did I give Euthanasia? You gave it a B plus. B plus, okay. Man, that tracks. Yeah, you give it a B plus first. You know, taking you're you're just not into euthanasia as much. Uh, yeah, obviously, considering the thus even talking about it completely was erased from my mind at some point. I for forgot. The yeah, it's good too. I like that album. No, yeah, I'll, Train of Consequences. It's a badass song and a toot Lamont. Uh, but yeah. What are yeah, we doing next, Tracy? Yeah, what next, are we, doing? we are doing Poison the Wells. You came before you. I had never heard of that before. I haven't either. This is one of these random ones I think Buck might have added because it just randomly showed up on our list. And yeah, I never heard of it either. And it is an album. <laughs> we are, we are, <laughs> no, I mean, it's you know, it is metal. We're going to talk about it. Is it, metal? it. Is it metal? I mean, yeah, it we'll is if you're if you're at Hot Topic and sure yeah totally it's hot topic metal but <laughs> anyway <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> oh man uh, dun, 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 dun.